Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, yes, yes, it's that time of the week for a bit of chinwag with the one and the only Sadia Asmani. Sadia, good to see you. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well. Um, gosh, what a wet weekend and thunder and lightning. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Um, and today the sun is shining. Yeah, yes. well, well, I saw a few little um, lightning. I, I saw the lightning this, this early morning. Of course, so, you live by the harbour. Yeah, I see to, it clearly. And the and ducks is, and the ducks as well. And the ducks are there. And I think the ducks were actually leaving a, a, a week early or something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. They're quite cute, though. They look really cute. See, I can see them from my window. Oh. So they're quite cute, really. Double happiness is <laughs> yeah. what they yeah. One got deflated and all I saw was this little, little thing. Yoke and, thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then soon he was back up again. Okay. So that's all right. That's so. great. Yes. Cool. So you have an interesting topic for yeah. our listeners today. Well, I decided to uh, talk about marriage partly because yesterday it was my wedding anniversary <laughs> and I have celebrated now 34 years of being married. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. Can you Congratulations. Yes, thank wow. you. And then I thought oh, it would be really interesting just to look at this whole, whole concept of marriage because I mean, you know, and how perhaps people's views are changing on it. And I did actually see an article um, uh, recently about humanist um, marriages where supposedly they seem to be more successful and people are happier with those. Uh, where they make their own sort of conditions and and they they do the whole ceremony based on their individual personal things about what they want to get out of the marriage. So I just thought I'd have a look into it. And, uh, you know, obviously, I think it varies in terms of generally this whole thing about getting married. It isn't obviously something that, you know, years and years ago, it was almost like, it had to happen. You had to get married and that was it. But in many countries, rates have been declining. United States, for instance, the marriage rate has been on a steady decline for decades and only 6.5 out of every thousand people get married each year. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is quite low, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I <laughs> when I was getting married, my mom was like, are you sure? Why don't you just elope? <laughs> But that's She's still very kind of elope, elope yeah. and still yeah. get married. You wouldn't get married. Like Eloping yeah. is that you elope, you run so, off yeah. and get married. Not have right? the wedding. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> right. yeah, I suppose so. And I suppose, like, you know, so that's in the United States. In many European countries, it's also declining. And people are opting to cohabit. Um, rates also remain high. Obviously, now, this is um, self-explanatory, really, that Asia and the Middle East, marriage is still considered a very important institution. And arranged marriages are still common, which... Um, um, it, just this weekend, actually, I saw that new film, What's Love Got to Do With It, which came out some time ago. Jemima Khan uh, produced that one, wrote it. And uh, that was really interesting. That was kind of looking at arranged marriages and things like that. So, and, and now in African countries, rates are also high, viewing marriage as a key part of their culture and identity. But the global trends and attitudes, young people around the world are now delaying marriage or opting not to get married at all. And there's a variety of factors, obviously things like social norms, economic uncertainty and a desire for sort of personal greater, um, you know, autonomy. Um, and there's also been a growing trend in kind of alternative forms of relationships. So obviously the cohabitation has been something that's always been there, that people decide to, um, you know, live together without getting married. There's also something called like domestic partnership. This is a legal yeah. or personal relationship between two people who live together and share domestic life but are not married. 
Um, and then there's open relationships where some people choose to have open relationships with it, which involve being romantically and or sexually involved with other people outside of the primary relationship. And you hear of that. I think um, the prominent one is really, um, you know, Will Smith, supposedly his wife, I don't know, I heard. May not be true. I'm just saying this from what I heard, right? And then obviously there's polyamory, um, and that is the practice of having multiple romantic relationships with the knowledge and consent of all parties involved. We did a show on polyamory. Yeah, that's quite interesting. That's quite, yeah. um, But you have to really adjust your mindset because you may be with somebody for a really long time and then somebody new enters the relationship your mindset shouldn't be a primary relationship and then the secondary relationship they should sort of almost be balanced balanced yeah or or equal but usually what happens is you have a long-term partner and you know at the end of the day you go home to that person Mm -hmm. and then but you still have a separate relationship where you go dating go for dinners and stuff and occasionally you can you know stay at that new partner's house yeah well it's it's all to their own terms of whatever people find uh, but i i don't know it's a hard one to (laughs) well if you are um, i don't want to say possessive because that has a negative connotation (laughs) to i'm not saying you sir I'm just saying, no, I one. Am. I am. <laughs> well, it's difficult to sort of get your head around it because yeah. you you want to spend you know a lot of time with with your with your partner because you love them. But I think there are some people who think, right? You know, I ha- I work a full time job. I I have about you know uh, twenty hours free. I want to spend ten hours with that one person. The other ten hours, I want to you know do my own thing or mm. spend some time. With, yeah, mm. I, I don't have time for a full time. I'm not, I'm not saying I. So in case the listeners think, uh, you know, so that was what I the just person- caught part of that interview. I thought, <laughs> oh right, Noreen. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah no. So so yeah. I mean, like I'm sure for for some people it may work. There's also this thing about singlehood which is many people are choosing to stay single and prioritize their personal goals and interests over building a long term uh, compared to say building a long term relationship but um, something that was quite interesting that I came across was that there was a BBC program uh, it recently featured a Japanese couple who made the unconventional decision to maintain a legal marriage while living separately Right. So what they did, they had a child and so they were meeting two or three times a week and the video showcased how each partner embraced an individual and independent lifestyle distinct from one another. And um, the reason that more and more couples of you know this kind of marriage is, is happening is because they want to maintain their lifestyle. And Hiromi Takeda, he adopted um, a separation marriage with her, sorry, she adopted a separation marriage which her, with her husband. And she said it combines the benefits of both being married and being single. To Hiromi, the biggest advantage of being married is to have someone she can trust fully. And she said, although we don't live together, our marriage provides me with emotional support. It's so wonderful to dream of a future, not alone, but with my wife. So so then maybe it's like at this moment in time, they are living separate lives. Eventually, I suppose when their child is older and stuff, they'll probably get together. But they always know that each other are there for each yeah. other at some point. That's an inter- yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and there's own. other things. So there is scientific evidence to show that living apart together may have some specific benefits in terms of strengthening a long-term relationship. For instance, a 2019 study published in the Sociological Review discovered that living far apart had 
and greater satisfaction with partner can increase the desire to cohabit in the future and provide couples with clearer vision of what is best case cohabiting marriage would look like. So imagine like, so, you know, Noreen, like, you know, you've got kids and everything and you think, okay, we're going to separate. We're going to just do our own thing for a while. But I suppose it's like the balance of, okay, who looks after the children? Yeah, I'm smiling because it's like, <laughs> well, I get one free weekend um, and then I'll have the kids for one weekend and I'll be free one weekend. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. And it says the same study found that in countries like Romania or Bulgaria, where families are more traditional, people saw living apart together relationship as a transitory stage before marriage. Whereas in countries like France, where the family structure is vastly more modern, living apart together relationships were seen as an alternative to the traditional family structure wow that's interesting but i suppose you you know i suppose before you're going to dive into something like that there are they say there are two things that you need to think about whether your partners are kind of great partners but not good roommates oh that's interesting way to look at it yeah so it could be that you know you might have certain dietary restrictions or habits that cause another partner to be inconvenienced and perhaps it gets on your wick and you think oh god you know i can't can't deal with this um and also do you have sort of conflicting ideas about personal space um are there any health financial considerations or other responsibilities that might be better managed individually than jointly that you just think okay we can make it work as long as I'm not around to see you mess up the place or do this or I feel like because I've been watching a lot of um well I say a lot when I when I get the opportunity Indian matchmaker is one that we've been watching on Netflix when I say we I mean Sadia and myself and now there's also Jewish Jewish I was watching that and that's very interesting as well I love learning about sort of the different cultures and and just you know a bit more about Judaism and before that um but but back to what I was thinking about is that there are certain deal breakers that you know that you can sacrifice that that you should just overlook Mm. and there's certain things that are not actually deal breakers if that makes sense i think um i think you're right i mean to tell you the truth it comes back to tolerance yeah it doesn't because i think compromise i think acceptance because if you tolerate somebody there's still that ceiling like oh i'm tolerating but if you just accept that that person's not going to change or that you accept them for the way they are people and that's okay yeah where i don't know maybe is there a is there a thing that perhaps this generation now in if you go back to our parents time or our own time we were brought up with quite conventional traditional things that look you know once you're married you've got to do this you've got to try you've got to make it work so even when you look at these kind of these matchmaking programs on netflix and stuff when they kind of do this little snippet where they're talking to people you know older couples who are married and how they met things like that um they said well you know we didn't really hit it off initially but now we've grown to love each other and they keep saying this thing that oh you know if you think of arranged marriages they say that you know it starts off as a simmer and then it moves to a boiling point and stuff and how much of that is this acceptance of just that yes we are different people we have to make this work we have to try there are some things I don't like about you but then you know out of the 10 things that I've wanted perhaps I've got seven yeah okay so you will never find the one with 10 out 10 because it's just probably not possible Uh, you can get very close to it so I don't know how much of it is your own character and how you've been brought up and how things maybe now, it's just like the same thing that, you know, you flick from one thing or another 
on social media because you have so much choice. Yeah. There are so many dating apps. There are so many things. It's almost like a sushi conveyor belt. Like, you know, it's going, you see something nice, you think, okay, let's go for it. I don't have to stick to it. I don't have to just eat this. I can go for another one type Exactly. Thing. And they don't yeah. go for, on enough dates. Yeah. 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 Gosh, yeah. we sound like Seema, auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, she's so funny, though, because this Indian matchmaker, she's just such a character because, like, these guys will come to her and say, well, you know, I'm looking for... I want him to be tall. I want him to be quite less. And I want him to be I want handsome. To be I want active. to have very family orientated and all this. He needs and to she speak kind Hindi. Of, she kind of listens to them and she's nodding her head and saying, mm, yes, yes, absolutely. And then when uh, when they sort of finally finish their checklist, she goes, and then she introduces him. She goes, yes, you know, he's not tall. Okay, he's not this, but you know, you have to be flexible. Yes. And then you think, okay, come on. What was the point? of me telling you all of that if that's what you're going to do. But you know, it's clever editing as well. I'm yeah. sure the producers sort of say, you know, list out all the things yeah, that you're yeah. looking for. And it's then, all produced. Yeah. It's all produced. And I'm sure she send the them, she, she like... matches a few odd characters and I'm sure they do that in the Jewish ma- uh, matchmaking too because like they they kind of match these odd characters because they know that sparks are going to fly and mm. they know it's going to be good TV. So, you know, you have to take it with a pitch and salt because, you know, these guys haven't just met just like that. They've gone through a whole procedure of stuff and uh, so what you see is not actually what is happening Exactly. Probably. Right. So, Sadia, what is the se- 34 years? Yeah. What's the secret? You well, know? it's funny because um, my son-in-law asked me that the other day and he said, so what's the secret? And then um, I asked my husband, I said, you know, what's the secret? And he said, just shut up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then I got quite offended and I said, well, what does that mean? And he said, no, I was just joking. He said, it's really just about love and respect, just respecting each other and understanding that you need space and you need to be able to do what you want to do and yeah. not kind of uh, yeah. But I, I agree with Mr. Osmani because yeah. you know sometimes it is you know sometimes you think you're in an argument or you're in a situation. Just keep quiet. Yeah, is it what really needs to be said? Does that person really need to hear what you, you what you need yeah, to get off right. your chest? No, no, I agreed um, with him. Um, yeah. I agreed with him too. I just felt defensive yeah. about it. I thought, okay, is that pointed at me? <laughs> but then it can apply both ways. There are some things that you know you see and you think, oh, okay. It's and a then fine you line. Just, you don't want to bottle it all up. Quiet. You yeah. just be quiet about it. And you want to communicate as well. Yeah. So, and that's something that I yeah. don't see sometimes. You know, um, with my children, like I know my son and daughter argue an awful lot, right? And sometimes when they're arguing I say I just butt it and I say listen both of you just be quiet okay just keep your mouth shut and don't yeah. say anything but they just refuse they yeah. they just both go oh you know they go over my head and they just keep arguing and then that's the thing where you think one of you has to get quiet one yeah. of you has to keep quiet and just let things be yeah. Okay, because if you keep fight, you will just endlessly fight, and that can apply to any relationship. Any relationship, the yeah. sibling one is one that you know can can be difficult sometimes. So I think yeah, I, I agree with you. So knowing when to be quiet, and this applies to any relationship, like you said, the sibling one. But I think sometimes by arguing, and it's not what you argue about; it's how you argue mm. by arguing or well, you know, fighting or whatever, um, you know what each other's bottom line is. Yeah. And sometimes it's good to have everything out in the open. But yeah, I agree. But you talking, have to do it respectfully. I think communicating yeah. is absolutely vital. And yeah. I would say that that certainly for me, you know, 34 years, communicating when you are feeling, don't bottle it up. Say yeah. say eventually, don't, I mean, it might take a, a, a different time that you say it, whatever, but you do talk things through. Um, the other thing is, is also just 
understand being saying being able to say sorry mm, you know yes. because i think just the word sorry it's amazing how many people just find it hard just to say hey listen you know even sometimes when it's not they think look i'm sorry yeah. you know and it's just also not just and, and it's not just saying sorry it's 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 how you say it as well don't say i'm sorry you feel that way yeah yeah because it's not about that you're taking if you're taking responsibility for it you say i'm sorry i've done this yeah. i'm sorry i've done this to upset you yeah let's talk about that yeah because sometimes you know i've been in relationships in the past look at us like this is like therapy when they say i'm <laughs> sorry you feel that way it's like well i feel this way because this and this has happened yeah yeah, yeah. so saying sorry but also the, on the more brighter side is about never staying kind of stopping to say you know if you think your husband your wife or your husband or your partner or whatever looks nice say it say hey you look lovely like yes. it doesn't matter if you've been married 30 years or 40 years or whatever it is just compliment make sure there's compliments there and get that time that time out to yourself have a romantic time you know go and have a nice dinner go and think and understand that the relationship over years changes it becomes much more of a compatibility comfort thing as you get older and it's about like not this mad passion or whatever it's about just getting a nice hug to tell you the truth yeah. sometimes just that can comfort you amazingly like you know so Do you find that the love has sort of deepened as well yes. it's like a yes. I, I mean yeah, of course it deepens because with time, but also it's like a, like you said, it's different, but it's also like there's so much warmth to. Yeah, yeah. because I think what it is, it's like it's an investment. You you make an investment in a re relationship, and the more you put into that relationship, the more valuable it is. And over time, that investment then other things come your way, and that investment then is going to stay solid. And and you know that, you know, when you do talk to somebody, you know that there's one person that you can go to. This is why I suppose this whole situation occurs where, you know, when people have been married for a long time and they suddenly lose their spouse, they are at the they they have attached so much to mm -hmm. that spouse that, you know, suddenly when they disappear they say that, you know, in some relationship uh, within about two years, especially, you know, we're talking older people, that within two to three years, the the other partner finds it very difficult to, the broken to carry. Heart yeah, syndrome. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's important to have other hobbies yeah. and just have, yeah. Or understand that, you know, if, if your partner has an illness or your partner, there is a risk, like there could be like a heart condition, there could be other things. But just to be realistic, and I think to talk about those situations to say that look if you're not there tomorrow um if something happens i need to make sure that okay this is sorted out or i'm okay with this and to talk about it not to hide it not yeah. to put it under a blanket and think look it doesn't exist it's never going to happen um i know i remember when my my mother had a heart condition and and she would always say things like look you know i may not be around for this time or whatever and it's important that we that we talk about this like you know i've got this or i've got that i'd like to give it to so and so and then we always used to go no 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 let's not talk about this yeah. but now She's you so know wise. Uh, yeah she was she, so wise, she always yeah. wanted to talk about it and uh, we just kind of brushed it aside we said no 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 nothing's going to happen and it did happen and so then you the greatest regret i had was oh my goodness i wish i'd talked to her about it i wish i'd understood that that nice piece of whatever jewelry she had where she want where, what she wanted to do or how she wanted to do things or what she wanted to do with the house or what, you know all yeah. sorts of things and you think you should have talked about it i wish yeah. we had just got the guts to talk about it at that time and now i make it a point that like you know i always 
try and do those things and think about life without or life with or you know just to be realistic so yeah. that's oh. my that's my that's my pearls of winter yes today. it's amazing well 34 years Sadia. there must be a lot of wisdom in it so. well i mean yeah. you know it's been a it's lovely and i hope that we have another 34 years yes for sure well thank you so much Sadia, for this week's chinwag always an interesting uh, always very interesting topics for our listeners um and thank you very much indeed until next week and a